Drive Time on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by Zurich. When investment performance matters, make sure your savings are with Zurich. Visit zurich.ie to find out more. Now, from Maths Paper 1 to the wonders of the natural world in biology, many of this year's Leaving Cert students are knee-deep in mock exams or gearing up towards the exams in June. And our Radio 1 podcast series, Study Hub, is here to help. Evan O'Rourke is here in studio to talk us through the tips and advice they'll be offering on this week's episode. And Evelyn, episode 2 drops today. You've three popular choices under the microscope. I do indeed, Sarah. Maths Ordinary Level Paper 1, hugely popular choice for thousands of students. And we're delighted that we're joined by an old pal of the show, Jean Kelly, for this and she talks us through the paper Sarah and she starts by making the point that she likes this paper. She thinks she's delighted with it. She thinks the examiner's been writing it in recent years that they, the team there seem to be really enjoying constructing it. She says it's challenging but it's an imaginative and the main question of course that we get asked about maths is unsurprisingly what can I leave out? And Jean is having none of it. She counsels against this mindset saying that all the topics can bleed into any one single question. Mm. So you need to be able to point to a question having a theme or you used to be able to do that but not anymore. Calculus, algebra, financial maths, everything, they all cross-reference each other all the time. But she says, and a little tip here, that they seem to like financial maths. They like using practical examples to test your knowledge. So obviously on a show like this, for example, we've been hearing so much recently about how different energy companies are reducing their rates. Well, this would be a good example of what kind of could come up in an exam. So here, Jean Kelly tells us a little bit more. Let's say there was a question on a utility bill and yep. they wanted to find out the cost of electricity or whatever. Mm-hmm. So let's say John, um, he checks his meter and some of my students didn't even know where a meter was, right? <laughs> They're an app for uh, It's a good skill to learn where <laughs> yes, they are, yes. Yeah. always is. <laughs> I got a gas bill last year for 980 quid and this year it was 24. All of a sudden it was red and last year it was estimated. So it's a good idea to kind of look at the meters and get that skill under your belt. Um, so in that kind of particular question, you would have, let's say, the present reading. Okay. And then you would have the previous reading. So all you'd have to do is just take those numbers away okay. to get the units that you've used. And then they might give you the cost per unit. Now, that would be given in the question because you wouldn't know all the costs from the different companies or whatever. Um, and then just have to multiply that by the number of units you've used to get the total cost of the electricity. So don't get used. overwhelmed or bamboozled no, by the language as such. It's, it's basic still skills. Yeah, yeah, it's basic arithmetic skills. So what I would, if, if I was given any advice for paper one, I would definitely learn how to do percentages. Right. Learn how to, like, because percentages are everywhere. You could be asked percentage error. You could be asked to get VAT percentages, interest rate percentage. There's just nothing but percentages all over the paper, but in particular paper one and in particular financial maths. Um, I would also learn how to plot points on a graph because it's everywhere in every question. Really? Yeah. Um, learn how to interpret graphs. Okay. Because I noticed in that in recent years, it's not just about getting the points off your calculator or making a table to get the points. It's literally, can you read the graph that's in front of you that's printed? Mm, some really good advice from Jean Kelly there. Although the memories, Evelyn, plotting points I'm on so a graph. I'm so sorry. I spend oh, a lot of time apologising. I know, going around <laughs> the buildings, people hide from me when they see me coming. I'm well aware, Sarah, I'm well aware. OK, you're going to be joined by a familiar voice for your next subject, biology. And this is Terry Flanagan, who we regularly hear, of course, on Mooney Goes Wild. And he taught biology for very many years. And he has some great advice about tackling this very ambitious course. Yes, he's so keen to stress that students have to be clear about their timetabling, how they handle the course. Because, of course, you're just managing that 
as one of many other subjects. And he says himself that he remembers grappling with subjects, topics himself, like genetics back in the day. And, it, you know, can be tough. And every year we get asked, and we got stuff on TikTok about this last night even, you know, what can I drop from the course, just like with maths? Mm. And Terry has some good advice on this. So we point you in the direction of the podcast for this. But he's got a very sane, calm voice, Terry, you know, and he's got those years of advice to share with their students. And just to focus on one aspect of this course that I that can be daunting, and I thought he'd great stuff on this, and that's about tackling the diagrams. And we were saying to him, you know, how good do you have to be at art to get good marks on these diagram questions? And he reassures us, Sarah, that you do not have to be Francis Bacon or Jack B. Yeats, that it's not an art exam, it is a biology exam, so it's all about the labelling and being clear. So here Terry outlines a little bit more about this advice. Diagrams are really, really important, Evelyn. Yeah. And it's a great place to get marks. To start with, there are two sets of, di- uh, of marks. Number one, there's marks for the diagram. And secondly, there are separate marks for the labels in the diagram. So this is the neat, clear part, Ex- right? Exactly. Clearly. So you draw your diagram and they're not looking for art. So if you, <laughs> always put a heading for your diagram as well. That's really, really important. And draw in pencil. And if you look at the marks that are going for the diagram, there's probably something like uh, seven marks going for a diagram. And you might say, how does the examiner correct that? And how does one examiner... Yes be the same as another examiner? Well, what they do is very, very simple. If you're asked to draw a diagram of something like the digestive system, what the examiner is looking for are three distinct parts in the diagram. So you'd have, say, a mouth, which is just a little opening, a little hole, mm-hmm. and maybe the stomach, which is a kind of a, a round ball structure. and maybe Your hands are waving, I love I it. I know, yeah, well, that's it. Um, that's radio for you. <laughs> but, um, Drawing in the air. So if you have the three of those parts in it, you'll get your seven marks. If you have two of the parts, you'll get four, and if you have none of them, you get zero. But then there's also extra marks for the labels. So you might be asked to draw a label diagram. They don't tell you how many labels they want, but you should be looking for three or four in every diagram. Yeah. See, this is what I love about this series, Evan. There's just such practical advice. Mm-hmm. You know, it just breaks it down. Anyway, we're going to move on to French and obviously this is a really busy paper. A few different elements from the oral exam to the written. Indeed. We're joined by Nick Rees again from the FASA FAST Study Centre in Dublin. He's the most enthusiastic person. Uh, he loves this exam because he feels it gives students a chance to show off their work from many years. So he sees it as a, a kind of an exam runway in a way. Multiple parts to this, of course. The first part is that oral exam coming up in a few weeks. And of all the different aspects, that came up. You know, one of the things we were talking about on, the, on this week's podcast is that students dread that they won't understand, you know, a particular word or term in a question in the oral exam. And Nick has great advice for this. He says, stop thinking about the exam as a job interview. It's a conversation. So you don't yell, you know, I don't understand that in panic when the examiner asks a question. Instead, it's a bit like maths. You know where they say, do the work, show the work? He mm. says, tell the examiner to repeat the word then slowly try and break it down try and demonstrate to the examiner that you're engaging that you're trying to use your French to work out this particular word they will be impressed you know say what's it, can you describe that word in a different way or whatever so the little pearls of wisdom like that like you say we try and give really practical tips to people mm. and just to calm it all down a little bit we like to offer more as we say in Study Hub but in this case as well you'll enjoy this Nick has a unique suggestion Sarah right if you really 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 want to impress the French oral examiner here Here's his advice, listen up. But then you can also try the bold move. Okay, you know? the bold yeah, move. Uh, exactly. So I had a student actually, uh, he, um, she, she came to me and she said, Nick, how can I stand out? Uh, what can I do? Because I want to be different. I said, but listen, I know you like to sing. So why don't you sing a song? I said, no, 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 no,
sing a little song. Okay. So because I knew she was good, you know, uh, at singing. So alors, then we discussed it, and then uh, we came to that um, song. Uh, we decided, we, well, we decided to go for the song uh, Aux Champs Élysées. And uh, I said, okay, we can try to bring it up that way. You say, you say, okay. Um, oh, I was in Paris. I walked uh, along uh, the, the Champs Élysées. We did a bit of shopping. Oh, Mr. Examiner. By the way, by the way, do you know the song Champs Élysées? So, uh, so you can say, oh, Champs Élysées, ta da 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 da. Oh, Champs Élysées, ta da 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 da. Yeah, but normally it goes like this. Brilliant. Excellent. I'm not as good, but more. I mean, I would I pay money to have a video in the room if, like, a student bursts into Oshams and That is just brilliant. Oh, come you on. Definitely nailed a few extra marks with that, wouldn't I you? I would pay money for Evelyn to sing it right now. Wouldn't come you? on, Evelyn. Oh, I would sing it at 7 01 pm. I will do a live, a live on Insta at 7 01 and be singing it. Wouldn't you love to be Oshams and say this evening in this weather? But there you go. Look, Sarah, as yeah. you say, this program is very practical. It you is. Know. Now, you'll be back. Speaking of which, you're going to be back with us next week for episode three. What you've lined up for that? Maths, higher level, paper one, ooh la la, business and food. Great advice from Louisa Reynolds about what you should eat and keep in the fridge to keep your body going through this tough time. So you've got to check out all our socials. We have so much extra content on TikTok and on our Insta. We also have the YouTube channel. We're up there. The programme itself, the podcast as such, is up there to be seen on the RT YouTube channel. Loads and loads of material and buckets more content on RT Learn. Our friends there are doing great work. They're hosting all that. So do please go and have a browse. Evelyn, thank you so much as always. And as Evelyn says, you can go check out episode two of the podcast series Study Hub now.